What's up, everyone? It's Tori Lavello, manager of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Thanks for checking in. Hope everybody's doing great. It's time to kick off happy hour. And Clue Haywood says it's time for Friday beers. Let's go! Friday beers time. Welcome into the PHNX D-Bag podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as the birthday boy. This guy over here, he's my vice mayor that obviously didn't get me a cake. Uh, it's the one and only Thunderstick, Jesse Friedman. Not yet. Not yet. The tea okay, party hasn't fine. happened yet, Derek. Okay. You don't know what might be waiting for you at the PHNX tea party. I don't. I don't. You're right. Um, there's calamity waiting for us around the corner over there. But what's waiting for you, Jesse Friedman, is a beer to have with me on my birthday. Oh, thank you, there sir. There we go, sir. I appreciate so it. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Cheers. Uh, for always uh, annoying me in a way. That only you can, uh, and for being—that's what I'm here for. For Derek. being my co-host, for being uh, for being the co-captain on this thing. But uh, the Diamondbacks made some eye-raising moves today. When you talk about things we expected to happen uh, when it came to their bullpen and who we expected to see on the roster in opening day, uh, a couple of names that we did not expect to see the Diamondbacks part ways with, especially considering if you watch yesterday's episode. Yeah, I feel really dumb. I'm pretty. I'm <laughs> it's pretty not your sure. Fault. These are wild. This I'm was pretty wild. sure that Mike Oops. Hazen heard yesterday's show and was like, "Oh." Jesse Friedman uh, said it was basically a lock. The jury's familiar. was going to make the opening day roster. Let's send him out early Friday morning. That's exactly oh, what the Diamondbacks man. did. They optioned both Luis Frias and Kyle Nelson to AAA Reno. They also reassigned jury's familia to minor league camp. Um, I don't, I'm, we're not that surprised about Frias. I think we all kind of expected, as we talked about yesterday, Luis Frias had a really rough outing yeah. against the Cubs. It Absolutely. seemed like that might be uh, it for him as far as uh, potentially making the opening day roster. But both Kyle Nelson and Jerry's Familia, both were guys that we had on our radar. So pretty big, pretty big surprise for both of them. Well, Familia, I mean, again, it's kind of wild because we've talked about things like Jordan Lawler could do everything right and not make this team. Uh, same thing with Brandon Fott. He was pretty damn good, and yeah. he was still sent down, even though his numbers are arguably better than the other options right now that they have for that final rotation spot, right? What could Familia have done more uh, than a sub-two ERA and and come in here and just kind of been impressive? I mean, yeah. he he did he did have that uh, the pitch clock walk pitch clock walk yesterday, so maybe maybe that sealed the deal. I don't know, but it was pretty interesting considering how well he has pitched that they decided uh, to part ways with him. And then there's another yeah. layer to that because his contract stipulates that if he is not on the opening day roster for the main, you know, for the, for the D backs, then he can opt out of his contract, which it's looking like he will do now that he's been reassigned to minor league camp. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, Tori Lavella was asked this, this question today, like, what did you need to see from Familia that you didn't see? Uh, if I'm recalling correctly, he mentioned uh, swing and miss. That was that was uh, the first thing that came to mind yeah. for Lavello, just um, not getting enough enough whiffs, which is fair. It's it's very possible to come into spring training and have a good ERA or whatnot, but not necessarily have good uh, peripherals and, and whatnot to go with it. So we said they don't look at that stuff as much as they look at other things that Lavello talks about, but you just don't yeah. normally think of. When you look at like an ERA like that, I think it was 1.83 ERA for Familia this spring training. 135. 135. I had those little reverse He had there. six strikeouts in six and two-thirds innings. It's yeah. not like he didn't strike anyone out. Yeah. Uh, I don't know off the top of my head, you know, how many of those were swinging strikeouts versus sure. looking or whatnot. Sure. But yeah, I mean, Familia did have an ERA over six last year. So I do understand from some standpoint, you're not just looking for him to look 
pretty good. Like you're looking for Familia to come in and look like a different pitcher than he was in the past because right. the pitcher that he was last year, uh, you know, with the Phillies and with the Red Sox was not a a major league caliber reliever. Yeah. Um, and and it's been a while since Familia has been. Uh, you know, the elite closer that we saw back in the in the mid 2010s. He just hasn't been that guy for a few years. So uh, you can kind of see where they're coming from here, but surprising nonetheless. Uh, Tori also was uh, he had some comments on Kyle Nelson. He was torn up man. he said he sounded pretty, pretty broken up about it. Yeah, we have uh, we have a clip where Tori Lovello basically talks about uh, sending down Kyle Nelson and how difficult of a decision that was for him. Man. Uh, that that one stung a little bit. Um, he uh, he was somebody that we all counted on last year. You know, he had a one nine earn run average for the first half of the season, whatever it was, some ridiculous. Then gets banged up, and then tried fought to get back out there and do his thing. Um, and he had some good and bad moments, and he was starting to show that same consistency here in spring. But you know, maybe maybe the consistency of getting very particular. Um, I know it's there when he's right, and he was working to get right. So just trying trying to be picky right now. Maybe the fastball command, um, the secondary stuff off of that, getting ahead. Um, I just remember every time looking up, he and Joe Mance probably were 0-1 on every hitter. And we need to get back to that with him. Well, with... Again, with the already open positions that we thought uh, were going to be there based on uh, the injuries and now these send downs, uh, we, we don't know how this bullpen is going to shake up between now and opening day. We, we have our guesses because some of these guys have been pretty damn good so far, but the guys that we know are going to be there, Jesse, who do you got that you know is a lock for the bullpen at this point? Pretty much same guys that we talked about yesterday. Uh, Mantiply, McGuff, Castro, Gingle, Chafin. I okay. think you can pretty much... I'm really scared to say this today, but I think you could take it to the bank that those five Why guys. Why would you say it that way? Because there's not like that many guys left, Eric. Like at this point, there's so few guys left. You should like, have said I'm cautiously optimistic that these are the guys that are locked. Unless you're bouncing Joe Mantiply for uh, Peter oh. Solomon, I, I I think you can be no. pretty confident in those guys. By the guys. way, has Joe Mantiply lost a bunch of weight? Have you noticed that he's kind of slimmed down too? I mean, there's not I a bunch not, of weight because it's not, not like he's a heavier that. guy, but like. It's kind of like what we talked about a bit with Bumgarner. A lot of these guys look like they're in really, uh, really good shape. I've discovered um, that that is just not a skill of mine as a journalist. Like yeah. some guys are really, some people are really good at like marching into the clubhouse every year and being like, oh, this guy looks slimmed down. This yeah. guy looks like he's in not as great shape. Yeah. And so I, I was just, saying that I just Corbin go in there jacked. and I'm like, hey, they look like the same players as last yep. year. So uh, I'm not the right person to ask about that. But Joe Manapai hasn't pitched particularly well this spring training. I don't think the Diamondbacks are... Uh, super concerned necessarily about anything they've seen, but uh, that is, I guess, something to something to monitor here as the season approaches. So, who makes it then? Uh, who else fills out this bullpen? Because now it's yeah. really looking like some of those options that you kind of talked about there might uh, might be the guys that are still around: Carlos Vargas, Peter Solomon, uh, Cole Sulcer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there. So you need three more guys, right? We named five that we that we feel pretty confident about. There's three spots left, and according to our calculations, the Diamondbacks only have five guys left in camp who are viable candidates for that. Um, so you're you're picking three out of these five essentially: Carlos Vargas, Peter Solomon, who hasn't pitched in a couple weeks but has not been sent out yet. I don't believe so. He's still technically in the mix. Uh, Ryan Hendricks, who who pitched, I believe. 
is scheduled to pitch today. I don't know if he, he might be pitching as we speak. Um, Cole Solcer, a name we talked about a little bit yesterday. And he's had an excellent spring. He's had a really good spring. And then the last one would just be whoever doesn't win the fifth rotation spot out of Ryan Nelson and Dre Jameson. Do you really think they're they could do that? Do you think that's I the plan? I think they might do that. Really? In fact, if and I'm 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 gonna be cautious with my predictions at okay. this point, okay. but Peter Solomon hasn't pitched in a couple weeks, like I said. I don't know if he's really in the mix at this point. He's sure. not a guy that we've talked a whole lot about. Uh, Ryan Hendricks, the numbers, he has 11 strikeouts in seven innings, so he struck out some guys, but he's also given up three home runs in seven innings. Don't know if I really see him as being a uh, firmly in the mix for, for that final spot. If it's not those two guys, then you've got to take the three. You've got to take the other three that we named. So Carlos um, Vargas is, has some electric stuff. So yeah, if it's, Carlos if it's Vargas stuff, has some electric if it's stuff. Swing and swing and miss stuff. He's got it. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's Vargas, and I think it's Cole Sulcer. Mm-hmm. As we talked about yesterday, we thought yesterday had a good chance. I think that's pretty much a lock at this point. And then it's whoever doesn't win the fifth rotation spot. It sounds like it's going to be either Dre Jameson or Ryan Nelson opening the year in the bullpen. Wow. That's wild. Um, and Tori Lavolo talked about the possibility of that today. He did, yes. Yeah, we've been we've been discussing a lot of different options um, with with every player that's still in camp. So, um, yeah, it, it's a consideration. Um, if it happens, I, I'm not sure of yet. But we've we've filled in a lot of gaps over the past. 48 hours you can see the numbers you probably can start to piece it down yourself um and where that takes us we're not sure but anything's on the table right now that's wild because i really didn't think that that was going to be an option for them yeah. when it came to those two guys specifically about a week ago when we asked tori about whether the guy who who loses out on that spot would be an option in the bullpen he basically said it was a discussion that they hadn't really had yet he didn't rule it out but it, it didn't really sound like there had been much conversation on that front uh, we we wondered at the time, like, what happens if one of these D-back starters needs to get yanked in the second inning and you kind of just have to piece it together with the guys that you have with no real long man. Maybe yeah. those those concerns kind of weighed on them a little bit. And they were like, oh, you know, we we might wouldn't we wouldn't mind having a guy who's actually stretched out to, to open the season. Only because Jesse keeps asking about it. <laughs> I, I asked about it once or twice. Um, no, but I'm saying, like, it's funny to, to wonder sometimes if, like, those thoughts, then, you know, like, sometimes they haven't crossed their mind yet. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Or, you know, it yeah, sounded like... Yeah, the Diamondbacks like, are out here making decisions because, <laughs> because the reporter of, asked him a reporter. really good question. <laughs> hey, hey, Tori <laughs> loves his questions. Uh, but, hey, I mean, don't put it past it. Like, sometimes, you know, again, the, the weird part about it is to think of their you know obviously they're having these conversations and stuff but a lot of this stuff is happening in real time uh, and they're noticing it at the same time that we're noticing it right like we're yeah we're there at these games as well so it's easy to kind of pick up sometimes on who's doing well and you know that's why the familia uh decision kind of was surprising like maybe in, in some cases his era was determined by some good defense behind him instead of necessarily having uh the, the best stuff maybe it's just a situational thing in the diamondbacks can have analytics to to tell them that right but yeah uh, they do have some other positional things that are posi- positional decisions that they have to make uh and you it's might not have a just, backup first baseman there right who might you not th- who, might not have to be paving smith let's hook let's go well because kyle lewis should not be sent down and we know that because the man continues continues to rake including today but what uh what what do they have for a backup at first base? Yeah, so I guess I'll I'll let Tori do the talking here. We asked Tori basically to just list out who are the options that you guys have at first base. In the past, when we've asked this question, 
Tori has named guys like Emmanuel Rivera and Seth Beer, who don't look like they're going to actually make the team. Seth Beer certainly not going to make the team. And yeah, I don't think Emmanuel Rivera is going to make it either. So um, those seem like guys that that weren't going to be real uh, viable backup options at first base because they weren't going to make the team. But today, Tori had a little bit uh, a little bit more lengthy of an answer to that question. Uh, Haven, Rivera, and you'll start to see Gurriel over there in the next uh, 48 hours. Put 11 games there last year. Um, got him a uh, number of ground balls yesterday. I'm sorry, today uh, in early work. And um, Herrera will be another candidate, somebody we're going to work in over there. So for right now, um, we... Uh, we're still trying to figure out when he'll get his first innings over there. So I don't know. Um, Higgins has also been over there. Wow. Jose Herrera, the first baseman. Wow. I don't I don't want to take a shot at, at Jose Herrera, but go for it. He might be the most light hitting first baseman okay. that, that has okay. played on the okay. Diamondbacks in quite some time. <laughs> okay. I don't know if Calm he's down. a guy you want to give a whole lot of at bats <laughs> to over there. But this is really like the Diamondbacks need a first baseman for emergency scenarios and yeah. for very occasional days off for Christian Walker. Basically. Right. Cause Christian Walker is very durable. In fact, I believe he played 160 games last season. Sounds so, right. yeah, I mean, it is obviously it's the emergency like Jesse talked about. The didn't give Christian Walker a day off for a span of that's like just three months or wild. Like yeah. That. But he also can, they DH did him. when he DH. Yeah. yeah you can yeah. DH him. So but you can still. still get him at the office feet. And that's what the diamondbacks need is if you want to give Christian Walker, at least at the office feet, you need somebody to go over at first base. And yeah, it sounds like that Guriel is the big is the big one there. We we've talked about his name a lot. He played some games uh with the Blue Jays last year over at first base. We figured that might be an option. And it's something we suspected might happen. It's not if if you need a guy to to go over there and play first base, you don't necessarily need him to start getting reps back on March 5th. Right. You can kind of do this with guys where it's like, all right, we know you've played there in the past. So we're going to get you a couple reps over there before the season starts. That's probably enough for a, a guy like Guriel who's already played there to be ready to go by the season starts if they need him to fill in over there. It's just the fact that they don't have a solid option. And honestly, what's even a bit more concerning is the fact that when you start looking into their minor league system, there isn't a guy really ready should they need to call upon somebody like no. Seth Beer would probably be an option at that yeah. point. If, I mean, if, I think Rivera would maybe be a guy they would call up before yeah, they would call up Seth. That's Beer. a good point. Because and again, B- Rivera has the flexibility. Like as if you can, even if you, even if you're not hitting above 220, uh, if you could come in and play two positions for Tori Lavolo, uh, he will cherish you. Yeah, but, and Rivera was a good defender. Like he was a really good he was third really, base. Yeah, he was year. really good. At probably third be base. pretty good at first base and, too. And he had just a. An awesome stretch for them offensively, but then kind of fell off after that and yeah. came back down to earth. Um, speaking of coming back down to earth, uh, we know Corbin Carroll isn't human. Uh, we know he's an alien. We know he's an extraterrestrial. You don't need uh, any proof to 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 for that other than looking at him run, right? Like normal human beings don't look like that when they run. They look like that when they go through like a weird wind tunnel test or, <laughs> you know, they're they're in a convertible going 175 miles an hour. Right? <laughs> he tripled again yesterday at Sloan Park. We didn't even talk about that yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't believe he's still home. No, 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 I don't. I don't believe he's still home. But 
uh, it, basically every time Corbin Carroll triples, it goes viral on social media. Because it's electric. Because it, it is electric. It's never an actual triple. None of them have been actual triples where other baseball players would have gotten to third base. They're all mostly stand-up doubles that Corbin Carroll stretched into a triple, and I think that's the thing about Corbin Carroll's game. But uh, we did find potentially a weakness in his game. We've talked about it a little bit. but It's not earth-shattering. It's yeah. definitely not earth-shattering, but it's been kind of, uh, I, I would say, magnified a bit in a very small sample size uh, this spring training because his splits versus left-handed pitching and right-handed pitching are noticeably different. Jesse, noticeably different. It's pretty big. (laughs) I I had kind of had this thought a few days ago. I was like, huh, because Corbin Carroll's sitting like 400 in spring training. So you don't even really think to check his splits. It's like, yeah, he's probably doing pretty well against both lefties and righties. Leave him be. Uh, But we have seen Corbin take a few uh, not great swings at times against some tough lefties in spring training. And so, uh, yeah, last night I went over to MLB.com and looked up some splits here in spring training. He is hitting 154 against lefties he's two for 13 214 on base percentage 231 slugging percentage against righties in spring training he's hitting 462 462. (laughs) uh with a 600 on base percentage and an 846 slugging percentage he is hitting over a thousand uh his ops is almost 1500 (laughs) it's it's crazy yeah his ops OPS literally a thousand points different in spring training versus righties versus as opposed to versus over a thousand oh yeah. So, I mean, it it continues a trend. This isn't a new thing for Corbin Carroll. It's something we've talked about before. Yeah. Uh, last year in the regular season, I won't do the full slash sign. He had a 590 OPS against lefties compared to 917 versus righties. Uh, and even in the minors last year, uh, he had a 777 OPS against lefties, which is not terrible. Yeah. Uh, not great in the very hitter-friendly environments that he was playing in, but not terrible. Uh, but compare that with a 1052 OPS against righties. So there's a thing here, Derek. Uh, the man has had fewer than 800 professional plate appearances, so you're not sounding the alarm bell just yet. Sure, he's probably had about 150 professional career plate appearances against lefties, which is insane. That he's already in the big leagues and he's already signed an extension for over 100 million dollars. That's not normal. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but it's something to watch. It's something to watch because if there's any knock on Corbin Carroll's game, it's that he has yet to prove that he can really hit lefties in the big leagues. Way too early to say he'll ever be any kind of platoon player yeah. because his value is too high no matter what, right? Like, yeah, even I, don't, if he's struggling, I don't know. You he, want him out there. Right. You're not calling him Jake Lamb, uh, at this point. It's not, it's not. Or ever level. or fucking ever, Jesse. Yeah, I mean, Corbin, I'm talking strictly oh, offensively. I'm not okay. obviously Corbin Carroll brings a whole lot to the table with his defense and his base running and so forth. But uh, yeah, I mean, Corbin Carroll could be a really good player, even if he always struggles a little bit against lefties, uh, just given everything that he that he brings to the game. But it is a big variable. If you're going to be a superstar, which the Diamondbacks sort of paid Corbin Carroll like he's going to be a superstar. Superstars don't have huge platoon splits in general. Um, you don't really like you go through any any big name in this game that you can think of. You look up their splits, they'll have splits. Sure. But it's not like their their offensive value is completely nullified against uh lefties. Lefties, right. Um and yeah, and I, I don't know if Corbin Carroll is necessarily at that point, but nah. it's it's something to it's something to monitor. He's so young that it's hard to say that and so inexperienced when it comes to playing professional baseball, really, in the grand scheme of things. We yeah. It's like Mike Hazen said, he he rocketed through uh the minor league system, you know. Yeah. And and it's just 
something you don't normally see. It's hard not to, it's hard to hold somebody that was at his level at every minor league level back in any way, right? Like he was performing at such a high level that you you want to keep advancing him. And I think that he's going to do great at a major league level, but that is part of the learning process is, is figuring out uh, how to be more effective against the pitching that really kind of you struggle with, right? And yeah. I, I think the Diamondbacks want him you know, getting the major league coaching on that. That's another thing about it that's going to help him come along, I think, as long as he just doesn't press on it and make it too big of an issue. He'll he'll be fine. He'll come around. Yeah. It and will be interesting to see if the Diamondbacks, like, hide him against lefties at all. Right. Like, I'll be curious to know, where, and we're going to talk about this later in the show, uh, Julio Urias is starting opening day for the Dodgers. So you got a tough lefty on the mound. Does that mean Corbin Carroll is batting lower in the lineup than that's he otherwise would? Interesting. Does that yeah. mean he's not... I don't think they would bench him entirely. No, I think no. he's just too big a too big a part of this team at this point to but do does, that. Does he hit leadoff when you know he's not? Yeah, gonna, not going to find success at the plate against him. Torrey tends to run out pretty different lineups out there depending on whether there's a lefty True. or righty on the mound. So I wouldn't be surprised if Carroll was batting seventh or eighth or something like that in that game. Yep, it would be. It, w- it wouldn't be the worst idea, especially uh, opening day, right? Uh, I mean, it just. Makes sense, and then it takes a little bit, a little bit of the pressure off of him early on to try to just go out there and play baseball and find success at the plate. But could you uh, imagine the the rioting among Diamondbacks fans that would happen if Corbin Carroll was not in the opening day lineup? Oh my God, I don't. No, I don't even <laughs> want to imagine that. What a nightmare that would be. But, uh, anyway, if you guys are watching us right now on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel, thank you so much for being here. Uh, it's of course a wonderful day. It's my birthday. It's also the Undertaker's birthday. So we share that. There you go. Uh, I know Jesse needed to know that information. But, uh, <laughs> if you if you haven't done so already, subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Uh, sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss whenever any of our shows go live. And leave us a thumbs up. Again, it's my birthday. You're, you should feel you should feel obligated to. Um, and I don't want to make you feel obligated, but just saying you should feel obligated to. If you're listening to us right now on your favorite audio podcasting app, please subscribe to us there if you haven't done so already. Leave us a review. We always appreciate the feedback. Uh, speaking of feedback. The Diamondbacks didn't need any feedback or any information from anybody. And nobody, there's no surprise when it comes to this. But uh, Zach Gallen is going to be the Arizona Diamondbacks starting pitcher on opening day. Shocker. Uh, much to the surprise <laughs> of nobody. But uh, it's interesting because Zach Gallen has kind of struggled a bit in spring training. He struggled again today. Didn't have a, a great outing today. Yeah. Uh, and I, I know that this was already, like, there again, there was probably nothing he could really do to not be the opening day starter, but <laughs> is there any concern? Are you are you concerned yet? Am I? Should I? I know you don't get concerned. You stay unbiased and neutral. But should I be concerned, Jesse? About Zach Gallon? About Zach Gallon? Should I be concerned? A little bit. Oh my God! Don't say I'm gonna, that. I'm gonna say a little bit. <laughs> oh I'm not God. gonna say a lot. I'm not. Uh, I'm not saying uh, sound the alarm bell. I'm not saying you shouldn't be the Diamondbacks opening day starter. You absolutely should. He earned that. Uh, but Zach Gallen has just not really looked like himself in, in spring training, uh, today against the Cincinnati Reds, Salt River Fields, his final tune up before the season starts five and two thirds inning, seven hits, five runs, one walk, three strikeouts, gave up two home runs. He's not really getting the swing and miss that we're used to seeing. That's, that's the biggest thing for me. It, it would be one thing if, if Gallen was still getting, a lot of swings and misses, but, you know, maybe he's missing a few more spots and, and you know, guys are making a little more hard contact against him than normal. He's not really getting the swings and misses that, that we're used to seeing. Gallon has only 10 strikeouts 
in the Cactus League over 16 and two-thirds innings. Uh, I'm still not going too crazy about this. His velocity ticked up a little bit today. I think it was around 92.5 on average. It was 91.5 in his last start, so that's that's a positive development. But be interesting to see what he looks like next week at, at Dodger Stadium. You like to believe that that he can turn it on and you know, maybe he's just kind of been working on some stuff and, uh, you know, this isn't really him going, uh, as, as hard as he could possibly go, but that's, we'll and that, have to see. that's my question is I feel like certain guys when they're at this point in their career, don't want to go out there in spring training and, and show that everything that they can do just yet. Right. Yeah. But I, I also don't know because Zach Gallon hasn't had many starts against an actual opposition. And I don't know, like, I'm not saying he's actively going out there and not putting in an effort, but we know that guys at this stage in their career tend to be working on something specific and they don't really care about the results. They don't care if they're giving up homers. They're literally trying to throw a, a certain pitch, you know, almost every at bat to try to work on it. Right. So yeah. like, obviously that could be the case here with gallon, but that has definitely been the case to some degree. He has talked about that after some of his outings, you know, experimenting with different pitches and different spots or sure. whatnot. So you'd rather screw up now and see what does and doesn't work and see what, you know I mean? But yeah, but there, there does come a point where you kind of want to see gallon like dialed in and you want to see him kind of the way that hopefully we get to see him, you know, in, in the regular season. So there, there does seem to be a bit of concern, but, uh, Tori Lavallo, uh, had a little bit more information <laughs> to, to today. switch to switch gears. Here's Tori Lavello talking about why Zach Gallon unequivocally is, deserved is, to be the opening yeah, day starter. Without, without a doubt, on Tori, <laughs> on Tori's side. I don't know. Just he's earned it. He's he's he was one of the top pitchers in the National League last year. Um, he he anchored our st- staff all year last year, um, and. I just think he deserves it, and it's an exciting moment for him. It'll be his first opening day start, um, and I know that that honor um, only happens to 30 pitchers in the big leagues, and he's he's one of them, and he, he deserves it. That's the only thing I can come up with, but I couldn't think of a better candidate. Somebody's going to be ready to almost win a baseball game. That's the bottom line. Clutch Canuck with an interesting comment about being concerned with the pitch clock with Zach Gallen. Don't have the stat, but he seemed to take his time with players on base yeah. last year. He absolutely did. He absolutely yeah. did. He was one of the slowest workers in baseball last year with with runners on base. He also, I believe, if you look at the difference between his pace without runners on base versus with runners on base, he had the largest difference uh, of anyone in all of baseball, uh, at least among starting pitchers. So, uh, yeah, once he gets guys on base, Gallon does tend to slow the game down a lot, and that's something that he's had to uh, adjusts on. He hasn't been able to do that with the pitch clock. You you can't slow the game down to the degree that he has in the past. You also can't throw to first base six times <laughs> in the bat uh, like we saw Zach Gallen do at times last year. I'm not necessarily convinced that his spring training struggles have much to do with that. It hasn't at least visually looked to me like that's been that's been bothering him. But uh, but it's possible. You it's never definitely know. possible. Yeah, you never know. And especially he's not going to admit to it. But yeah. we do have we do hear little passive aggressive comments from everybody. I, I don't like I don't know too many people that have like that that play the game that love the pitch clock or like completely back yeah. it fully, right? There's either the attitude like Tori has, which is basically what's the point of even having a, a di- like what's what's the point of having an opinion on it we, we're gonna do it and we're forced to do it and it's a rule so we're just gonna do it and yeah. some guys that seems to be the position they take like 
if if you kind of listen to them uh you know talk about it they'll they'll just say whatever it is what it is the minor league guys that have been through it like dre jameson and tommy henry they don't seem to mind it at all like the guys that have played in it don't really have much like complaints about it which is interesting to me because again it feels like one of those things that you're you're more mentally upset about than you are once you actually start doing it in the game so but we'll see if that impacts that gallon once the regular season comes along hopefully uh my my crazy conspiracy there is the case and hopefully zach gallon's just kind of working on stuff and not not giving that full effort because he doesn't need to at this time of the year i don't think it's that crazy i mean that's a pretty normal thing and gallon has talked about that some so yeah that's why i'm not i'm not that concerned like if zach gallon goes out there against the dodgers and goes six scoreless innings or something it'd be like yeah, well, that's kind of who Zach Gallon is, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. he made out a 2.54 ERA last year, and you figure when the bright lights come on, he'll he'll be able to turn it on. So it's more of just a, a thing to monitor, something to watch. Um, yeah. I, I did look at his spring training numbers in, in years past just to compare. Uh, he only pitched in two games last year. Obviously, it was a really quick ramp up. Uh, looked good in those games, had a 1.42 ERA. Uh, pretty good in, in 2021 as well. If you go back to 2018, though, uh, <laughs> Zach Gallen, this was before he actually broke into the major. So I think he was, you know, kind of the young minor leaguer coming up, wasn't expected to make the team. Uh, but Zach Gallen in 2018, four and a third innings, 15 hits, 18 runs, three home runs, eight walks, three strikeouts. That was Zach Gallen in 2018 in no spring training with the Miami no. Marlins. So no. he's been through worse, Derek. Okay. I guess that's what I'm trying right. to say. <laughs> like that poor kid the Dodgers served up to the Diamondbacks in the first inning yes. the other day. Poor right. guy. Uh, anyway. A 37.38 ERA. God, that's, that's rough, man. That is rough. Uh, Oh, well, you're right. Things could be worse. But uh, today is a great day. Uh, not only is it my birthday, but we're going out to have a fun time at Dobson Ranch for our PHNX tea party uh, tonight. Hope to see so many of you guys out there. Uh, if you're a diehard already, we thank you guys for doing for being a diehard, for joining us, being part of the family. If you haven't gotten that membership yet, grab yourself a diehard membership. Not only do you get discounts on events like this, you also get exclusive invites to members-only events and members-only discounts with our partners. You get a free piece of merchandise from the phnxlocker.com every year you're a member, as well as 20% off all future purchases. You also get Jesse's newsletter, Full Count, and all the wonderful writings from all of our writers here at gophnx.com. You also get uh, access to our members-only Discord lounge as well. So many benefits to being a diehard member. So join the family today uh, and get in here. Uh, Join us tonight. It's going to be a fun time. On your way out there, course stock up at your favorite uh, on all your favorite stuff uh, at circle k it's the best way to get yourself ready for tonight bring uh you know we're gonna golf right so make sure to grab yourself some gatorade stay hydrated i'm gonna need an energy drink definitely between uh, then and now and i do know that they have uh the monsters that i love the 12 ounce ones uh two for four dollars and fifty cents or three for six dollars i i don't buy them anywhere else because when i do i feel like i'm just losing money uh, and st- sometimes I do it out of convenience, but Circle K is so convenient. They're located all over the valley. And, of course, you can find them uh, on their store locator over at CircleK.com slash store uh, dash locator uh, to find the Circle K near you. Make sure you're not missing out on all this great stuff and be stocked up on March Madness uh, fuel all month long here from Circle K. While you're there, make sure to grab yourself some Four Peaks beer. That's what we're drinking today. Again, cheers to my friend, Jesse. 
I have to call him that. I'm I'm obligated to call him my friend on this show. But uh, <laughs> of course, uh, shout out to Four Peaks, uh, our favorite local brew. Make sure to grab their beer wherever you get your beer. Grab it at Circle K. Um, you can also check out their fourth uh, their Eighth Street Pub, Four Peaks Eighth Street Pub. They have tours all month long in the month of March. Uh, they also have their events calendar where you can get uh, all their beer week entertainment at fourpeaks.com slash events. Uh, and got Bo sitting over here, Bo in the house, Cardinals here. Uh, we are very excited about what the Cardinals future looks like. Hopefully, uh, like Jesse said, Jesse <laughs> took a knock at them yesterday saying, are we? The D-backs, the D-backs were, we're, 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 were there one point. Now that's where the Cardinals are. But um, The draft is always big. The draft, the draft is, is always huge. huge. Uh, and of course, new coach, new GM. Cardinals with the third pick in the draft. It's a big opportunity for Arizona, and the best place to take in this pivotal moment and the rest of the NFL draft on April 27th is the Four Peaks 8th Street Pub. Must be 21 years or older to enjoy responsibly. Uh, before we get out of here, we got lots of baseball video game news, which is really what I mm. wanted to make this it's podcast the best, about. the best kind of news. It's all I wanted to make. That's all I wanted to talk about, video games, Power Wash Simulator. That's pretty much it. That's <laughs> what I wanted to make the show into. Jesse wouldn't let me. But uh, we do have, of course, MLB The Show 23 dropped today. Uh, I guess for people that pre-ordered it, you guys are lucky devils. I don't get mine until March 28th, uh, but people are loving it so far, Jesse. So far, I've seen, uh, I haven't seen, like usually when a video game drops, you will see a wave of either complaints or compliments yeah, about everyone's it, right? just angry uh, yeah. for at least yeah. about a month, because we, and then it cools off. Look, here's the thing with video games. We all get made into beta testers now, even when we're purchasing a game. They have, a, they have the ability to actually let you beta test games. So they could do that, but instead, a lot of times you go out there, you pay the money for the game, and then you become the beta tester, figuring out all the <laughs> bugs and all the things wrong with it in the first like two months, while the rest of us wait for the price to drop, uh, and then we buy it at a reasonable time. But I mean, MLB the show has zero competition. No, it so. really doesn't. It really, <laughs> it's always a little dangerous. Right. I mean, it's kind of the same same deal with NBA Two K. Yeah, right. Like, uh, like who exactly is pushing you to make this game better year yeah. to year? But they did. Uh, they but did. yeah, it seems like MLB yeah. the show is is uh, people are enjoying it so far. I had some fun uh, tuning into some live streams yeah. late last night, yep. seeing people poke around. Uh, yeah, we're we're definitely gonna do some, oh, some we MLB are absolutely the show doing content that. at yeah, some point. For here. sure, we got to see Derek. Uh, uh, lose to a team on rookie. Yeah, at, at some point, I, I'm so. not going to lose to a team on rookie. All right, but I'll we lose to a Derek team on narrowly win a game whatever. on rookie. That's fine. Uh, that that <laughs> that'll probably happen. But uh, they did include a really cool update, which is that uh, the World Baseball Classic teams are going to be featured, uh, as yeah. well as uh, the teams or the the stadiums where the games were played in. So you'll be able to play in Taiwan and Japan, as well as. Chase Field. Hey, will the will the roof be leaking? The roof will be how, leaking. How it leaks on the it leaks on uh, the 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 the, the uh, on deck circle. On deck circle. Yep. And in section one twenty six, uh, <laughs> and uh, it doesn't open if if people are in the stadium. That's part of the video. But, game. But but in the video game, uh, the players aren't smart enough to know to like get out of the way when the water's dripping. Drip so right so Mike them. Trout just walks yeah. up to the plate and he's just drenched. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then like it affects your bat, right? You're slippery yeah. now, and yeah, it's not really you're not going to be as effective. The realism is incredible. But uh, in other video game news, another game that this guy over here absolutely loves, and a lot of people do. Uh, is the out-of-the-park baseball strategy game franchise, which has released its 24th edition of the baseball simulator. Uh, and to celebrate its release today, the team at out-of-the-park uh, baseball ran 1,000 simulations of the 2023 MLB season to get a feel for what fans can expect this year. And Jesse, I love it. OOTP predicted the Arizona Diamondbacks would edge out the Philadelphia Phillies by one game 
for the final playoff spot in the National League. Hey, man. Let's go. That's what what we've been talking about. We've been talking about the Philadelphia Phillies being the team that you kind of got to beat if you're if you're going to get in there. Correct. Right. You know, the Mets are going to be in there. You know, the Braves are going to be in there. We're a wild card team in this situation. And so are the Padres. Dodgers won the division. Cardinals won the division and the Braves won their division. I just love the optics of the Mets being a wild card team. Isn't that wild? How much money it is wild. So they they match up in this simulation. They match up with the Padres in the playoffs. We would match up with the Cardinals and then the Dodgers and the Braves would have a buy in the first round. Cardinals Diamondbacks historically has gone very poorly for the Diamondbacks. Mm, and according <laughs> the Diamondbacks to the simulation, do not play well against that baseball in a hundred in a hundred and three matchups, the Cardinals dominated the D-backs in the first round of the National League playoffs, winning uh, up uh, picking up a series victory sixty three percent of the time. I mean that's not so high, right? Yeah, I, I, I guess you got a, a better than a one third shot of, the, of winning it, right? In the in the in the uh, like I guess in the averages, that's a pretty big that's a pretty big margin of victory. That is pretty, yeah. yeah, that is pretty big. I will say, if you got the Cardinals in a three game series, the Cardinals starting <clears throat> pitching is kind of the weakness. Sure. It's it's not a team that necessarily is built for the postseason. I wouldn't say. Not to say the Diamondbacks, you know, nec- I mean, you feel pretty good about Gallon in game one. Sure. I don't know. I don't know about the, you know, who who you got in, in the second and third games of, of that series if it went that far. Dre Jameson. Dre ja- yeah, Dre Jameson <laughs> and Brandon Fott. There you go. Starting starting games Let's two and go. three. Let's go. Let's <laughs> go. I love that idea. I feel like it would be fascinating if the Diamondbacks were in a postseason series because they would have to figure out whether, like, how to use Madison Bumgarner. Because because the man is a postseason legend. He is a more uh, legendary postseason performer than anyone in the Diamondbacks roster. Yeah, but does that matter at this point? Like, is he that might guy not. anymore? It might not. But I, but it might. I don't know. I mean, if if you're Tori Lovello, are you going to look Mad Bum in the eyes, one of the best postseason pitchers of all time, Tell him, take and a say, seat. yeah, we might <laughs> we might have a you know an inning for you in the fifth if we're down by seven runs or something? You know, oh, I don't know if you're going to use burn. that man in a in a walk. That's I mean, a sick burn because he's not. I, I don't think the Diamondbacks would consider him as one of their one of their three best starting pitchers. So nor their five top relievers. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Where would he factor in? I don't know. Although like, Mad Bum is slated to start the third game of the season. It lines up as Gallon for game one, Merrill Kelly game two, Mad Bum, and then Zach Davies as the fourth starter. And then, of course, whoever wins the fifth spot after don't that. Don't like that. Don't like that one bit. But, again, this is the reason why when you look at some of the bullpen things that are happening – you should be probably a little bit more excited about it because Kyle Nelson is a really good pitcher, for instance. And yeah. for them to pass up on Juris Familia's experience and Kyle Nelson uh, knowing what they can get out of him and how reliable he's been for them in the past, I think it it shows that there's some exciting new arms on this team that they think are going to be uh, able to help them win baseball games more than some of the names that we've seen already in the bullpen last year that honestly at times just like, it's 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 no attack. I mean, Joe Mantiply was this team's only all star, and even he dropped the ball at times when it came to coming in and being reliable, especially yeah. in the second half of the season. So, I think that all of this change is good for the D backs, and it just goes to show that they're really not holding on to any you know of these old players just due to familiarity or due to the fact that you know Lavallo at one point could trust them. It it sounds really like they're trying to bring in the best talent, whether it's a veteran or whether it's a guy that's that's you know just just coming up out of the out of yeah. the minor leagues. Yeah. I mean you feel like last year Familia with the spring he's had probably makes the team. 
and you feel like yeah. Kyle Nelson, yeah. you know, technically Kyle Nelson didn't make the team last year. He he lost out to one Oliver Perez. Oliver who, Perez. Who did not last long. And, who and did make the team last cost year. Cost the Diamondbacks a few, a few games yeah, before sure. officially entering retirement. But uh, but yeah, the, I think the bar has been raised a little bit in the bullpen. We're not here to say the D-backs have a top, top 10, even like a top 50% bullpen at this point, but... I think it's I think it's better and it, and it's different at the very least than what they had last year. We have a brand new sponsor and we are very excited to be partnering with our friends from Fubo TV. Ooh. By the way, yes, Fubo TV, 140 plus live channels of sports, shows, movies and news. Cut that cord and get over to Fubo TV, uh, stream live TV from any device. Watch the most Arizona sports for the lowest price and you can start watching immediately with a 7-day free trial. No contract, no cable, no hassle. Just sign up and start watching. Uh, they actually have thousands of hours of cloud DVR space included at no extra charge. And you can watch your Arizona Diamondbacks on Valley Sports with Fubo TV. Use the link in the description to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. I wanted to throw in there for now because we have no idea how long you're going to be able to watch Valley Sports. But in the meantime, Fubo TV has got your back because whether it's Valley Sports or anywhere else, they will be broadcasting that. Uh, and if MLB.com uh, doesn't end up broadcasting those games and Bally Sports continues to do so, make sure to catch all of that action on Fubo TV. Uh, week, let's see what we got. Uh, watch your local teams while traveling, too. That's another big thing that you can do with Fubo TV. And also, when you guys are ready to check out some baseball games, again, we've tried to tell you spring training was here. It's gone now. Well, Saw River Fields, that, that part of it is gone, which is really sad. It's very sad. I, I knew he was. I, 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 I shed a tear. Go, I shed a tear when I left Saw River Field. He's so upset. He's so actually. It's upset. so beautiful. It's so see, beautiful. And I tell him like imagine, but you don't know what watching games in June is like there. And I That's imagine true. it would be absolutely miserable. It probably would be. Yeah. But I still. In the press box, we Does have air conditioning. Have, I don't, yeah, maybe. I believe maybe. they have air conditioning in the press box. So yeah. the players would be miserable, Derek. We would be fine, <laughs> be fine at Salt River Fields in the middle of the summer. Actually, that's a good point. Uh, and you know I only care about myself, but I care about you guys when it comes to saving money on baseball games, sporting events, concerts, and all other events that you want to attend. Make sure to grab your tickets over at game time. Do not, do not pre-plan procrastinate right don't for you have no idea what you're going to be doing sometimes when these events are coming around but don't have you know don't miss out at the last minute you see a show you want to go to wait until the last minute and save big uh save up to 60 percent on tickets when you buy them last minute and the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description over at game time and that's gametime.co or on the game time app so make sure to grab that uh i will need to wrap this up jesse i got a birthday to go celebrate and mm. Apparently, I don't get enough of these people around here because that's where I'm spending it tonight uh, over at Dobson Ranch for the PHNX Tea Party. Uh, and I I, I want to see this guy win some ping pong games. So that's it's that's, that's going to be that's, that's going to be the highlight of my night. But you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs. But of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook. We thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank you so much for the birthday wishes in the chat. You guys are the best. On behalf of Jacob, Jesse, and myself, we always appreciate your time. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when you realize the answer to life, the universe, and everything is 42. <laughs>